Welcome to Blake Street Banter Does Fantasy. This is our first installment of a weekly, bi-weekly fantasy episode. Yeah, we'll um, see how it goes. Yeah, we're just going to see how it goes. We'll just play around with it. We have some new things to announce and just new things to do. And we thought, why not just turn that into a weekly pod? So, Jay, here we are. How are you? I'm doing good. So, um, fantasy, at least on my favorite platform, Yahoo, uh, registration for baseball opens tomorrow, the 28th. So Let's go. I need so, some fantasy in my life. Gearing up for that. And we know that fantasy baseball is the is the purest form of fantasy. It's not that fantasy football nonsense. No, it's trash. Where you, where you just pay attention to a couple stats each week, hope one die, does good, call it good. No, this is an everyday grind, like baseball was meant to be. This is It separates the top from the middle. Yeah. Unless the cream players, rise. How much serious are you going to put into players, it? Serious fantasy players against casuals. Yeah. And don't come in with that cash. Don't come in there with that casual stuff. No. No. Because, I mean, no, we don't mess with that. We don't mess with that. So, I guess, make the announcement, man. Do it right here. Do it right now. Make the announcement. Yeah. So, in honor of, of fantasy, we're going to introduce our own league, which is going to be open what? to the public. What? Um, what? We will have a financial financial incentive just because that makes things a little bit more fun for everybody involved i think we've all been involved in those fantasy leagues where it's free and then half the league hasn't checked in in three months and so on and so forth so, sorry scraxy <laughs> we did that last year with scraxy yeah sorry, so we we need that financial incentive and so on yahoo we are going to open up our own league tomorrow it is going to be a Saber Points head-to-head league. It's going to be redraft, which just means no keepers. Um, every year is a, a clean slate, so to speak. Right, right. Um, the goal is to have 12 teams, but we'll go as high as 14, depending on interest. And we're just starting out at 10 bucks. And Yahoo makes it really nice because you can just pay it on the platform. You're not paying me. You're not paying your friends, anything like that. So – um, and it gets paid out that way. So there's no sketchy business at all. The platform does it all for us. And that's why Yahoo's probably the best platform out there. But James, what about those people in Washington or the other states that can't pay? What do we do about that? Um, they probably just won't be able to participate. So if you're in one of those restricted states, <laughs> maybe next year, you know, that's the, that's the baseball mantra. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. If you right. are super interested and you really want to dive into this with us, let me know. Send us a DM to the BSB Twitter account and we can figure out something. Maybe PayPal me 10 bucks and I'll put your it into the pot or something. If you're yeah, we're, really down with the get down. We're we're adaptable. We we we're like fish. Um, so like I said, it's a saber points league. If you're confused by that at all, you can look it up. Um but Saber Points is not a made-up system. It's something that's used in a lot of fantasy leagues. Really, it's based upon um, weighted uh, on base on base average. So um, we can dive into all those settings and things a little bit later. But give me an example. Uh, 
I because this was new to me. I I dabble in the fantasy, I feel like pretty well, but I wasn't familiar with the saber points. Give me just give give me a quick example for the people. Well, what it what it's supposed to do and what it does pretty well is it applies real life weighting to various events. So um, all hits, for example, aren't treated the same. A single is not the same as a home run. I mean, we know that instinctively um, that a home run is obviously more valuable than a single and a double is more valuable than a single. So the Sabre points really, um, it um, highlights that. Um, and then for pitching, it really, um, the points based on pitching, um, I got to look at my notes here. So it was like five points for an inning pitch, two points for K's, and then really knocks you for hit by pitches and walks. It looks like, and if if you give up a dinger, it's um it's um fielding independent pitching. So it doesn't take into account the fielding that is behind. So errors and things like that um, aren't penalized at least on the pitching side of things. And so just to give you an example, um. A home run is worth 9.4 points, where a triple is 5.7, a double is 2.9. For hitting, yeah. Yeah. Um, if your hitter gets a walk, it's worth three points. Hit by pitch, three points. Stolen base is 1.9. Caught stealing is a negative 2.8. So That's what's um, it really, yeah, it makes it really fun, at least from a base stealing perspective. Um, and then pitching, it's five points for innings pitched, Ks, all of that stuff. Um, there's no wins or quality starts, but there are holds. Um, holds are valuable, so it's really going to. <laughs> it just switches it up. It's not like a starter-heavy system like most normal fantasies are. Like you really got to dive into everybody. You got to get those middle relievers, those late-inning guys. Yeah, so um, it should be a lot of fun. It's a pretty popular format. Um. So we're going to announce it on Twitter. So go check out the Twitter, send us a DM. Um, we'll pin it on there so you can, you can find it right away. Yeah. Um, so but if you, if you're interested, yeah, send us a DM, um, give us your email, tell us that you're interested and we'll get you on the list. We, again, holding it to 12, 12, 14. So get in on quickly. If you're hearing this first, you have first dibs. We're not going to post this for a little bit after release so holler at your boys and we'll get you signed up and we'll get it once we get it set up we'll send invites and all that good stuff and keep you in the know yeah, so that's all yeah that's the league and that's the settings and stuff um speaking of fantasy do you know i'm pretty stoked about this by the way yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun um, we tried to do a a banter fantasy football league but we got on it just too late um and that would have been a lot of fun as well so maybe we'll do that if this goes well but anyway um, speaking of fantasy, do you know who the most valuable fantasy Rockies, or at least the projections, go for for Rockies players? Who do you think is most valuable? So, in like a standard league or whatever. Yeah, at Just least, and not not according to you, but according to the experts, quote unquote. <laughs> we, we are experts. We have a podcast. <laughs> um, like offensively, pitching, both doesn't matter. Just overall. Overall, the most, most valuable. valuable Current Rockies, I'm gonna say your your boy CJ Crone. Yeah, CJ Crone's number one, but he's number one for the Rockies. But guess where he's at on the list as a whole? It's like oh, one one oh nine or something like that, oh, according than I thought. 
according to Fantasy Pros, which is pretty bad. We're not so doing not that. A lot we're not of doing yeah. Okay. All right. Moving the second on. most valuable is Herman. Nope. It's um, an offensive player. Projected. Chuck or B Rod? It's B Rod. It is B Rod. Yeah. Um, for dynasty Just, formats, um, the only player that cracks the top 100 for the Rockies is Zach Bean, number 99. That's like long time dynasty. Like we won't see Bean yeah. until for a few years. Well, for a little while, yeah, definitely. So, um, all right. So, I mean, I think that kind of wraps up the fantasy perspective. Now, if this is your first time getting into fantasy, fantasy baseball is a totally different beast. For example, if you're going to get into any fantasy baseball league, you have to know the rules that you're playing under backwards and forwards before you get into your draft. So It matters. It matters huge. So get familiar with those saber points. We'll, we'll help you along the way, but it's on you to make sure that you have um, all of that knowledge before you start drafting. Um, some other good pro tips that I found. Um, um, you know, in conjunction to knowing the rules, make sure to exploit the settings to the full extent. I'll give you an example. I'm in a fantasy league where uh, the innings pitched is only seven for the week. <laughs> you get so, so mad at this. Yeah, and it's fired and up. The reason the reason I'm mad is because I'm jealous because I don't exploit the rules. And the way you exploit that is, is that you just have all relievers. You have all relievers and all they do is pitch one inning of no hit ball or no run ball that week, seven good relievers. And then at the end of the week, you have eight or nine innings, but you haven't given up a run. Um, so you're, you automatically win the categories of ERA, whip, and saves. Yeah, and saves. So, I mean, all you got to do is stack hitting and go three for three every week in pitching, and you're going to win your head-to-head -head matchup. So that's a really good example of exploiting um, league settings. Um, so, again, just make sure you know those things, um, you know, in and out. And when we do this, like, so this pod, this weekly pod, it, like, we'll cover our fantasy league a little bit, but we also want to just cover fantasy in general, right? Like we'll start looking at like two week pitchers, um, waiver wire guys, like who are we stashing, especially in a redraft league, like we better not be stashing B. Like it'd be weird if you're putting B on your bench, right? So, but like yeah. who who's somebody up and coming, like the shortstop for the Phillies, maybe is somebody that we are picking and stashing for a little bit. And just talking ball, like in that sense. Um hopefully give you an insight about minor leaguers that are about to get call-ups or something. So that's kind of the idea with this, this weekly pod. Um, but yeah, before you jump into ours, understand it. Don't draft like an idiot. Don't, don't draft like James does. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't do and, that. You know, it really is for the, for the diehard baseball fans out there, you know, do watch games, get a feel for, for, for guys um you know you can by watching games you can see if a guy's lucky because of his defense or if he's given up four hits but they're all dribblers up the middle all that kind of stuff kind of matters a little bit right um so watching games really helps a lot um don't be reactionary 
you know, if you get, if a really good guy historically has a bad week, say JD Martinez comes out and goes over his first 26, like don't hit the panic button. Right? And vice versa. Weren't you, uh, you were hot on the Ermain Mercedes last year, weren't you? Yeah, I picked up um, Mercedes uh, when he was tearing, when he came out of the gates <laughs> before he retired mid-season. <laughs> that poor guy. Yeah, so ride the wave. He got me through some weeks for sure. Then crash. Not at the end, make, not at the end. But um, Make sure you let go quickly or when you need to. Cut bait. Right. For so, sure. I mean, just be patient and feel things, guys. I mean, I, I had held on to him longer than I should have, and that's fine. I mean, that's what you should do um just to make sure it's not a fluke or a bad week so um that's kind of the game plan going forward those are some tips that you can use in our league or any league that you're interested in being in are you one of are you one of those guys that stashes bats on your bench are you like a 10 10 starters 10 batters and put it on pitchers um well the two leagues that i played in historically i have all pitchers if I have a bench spot, it goes to all pitchers. Yeah, I'm the same way. It take do you, I always fiddle with my lineup until I get all the players I want in the in the offensive lineup, and then I always yeah, I, I always keep one utility guy I can just put in anywhere. Yeah, and you have to adjust to what the trend is in your league. Like that league with the low pitching limit, obviously, um, save guys go super quick, so they're overvalued compared to what they are in real life. So I know if I'm going to get any saves this year, I'm going to have to be hot on the waiver wire, like the first one, or I need to draft them earlier than I want to. Right. Exactly. So, um, but hitting is usually something that you can, you can pick up pretty quick on the waiver wire. Uh, pitching is, is harder. Pitching is a lot harder to come across. So. One thing that you've always got mad at me, the way I run my league is the pickups, the waiver pickups the next day or day of waiver pickup. So whatever we do, we need to make that known and be aware because that does change things. Like if you're trying to get a two week pitcher and you're trying, you're picking him up on Sunday or Monday, and like his start is Monday night. He's not starting that night for you. That's, I know that pisses you off. You whine to me about once a year about that. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty tough because when you pick up a guy, you should be able to play him immediately if he plays that night. You should also be able to look ahead and not be reactionary. Well, I mean, either way, it's reactionary. It just <laughs> is the time. You're just mad at yourself for not looking ahead. No, it's not that at all. It's just no, not that. But it's not that. <laughs> it is. If you pick up a guy, he should start right away for you if he can. Yeah, the next day. The frustrating thing about Yahoo is that if you do have it set up with the waiver wire. Um, they don't sort projected starters correctly in that form. No, they don't. So, like, I have no idea who's going to actually be the projected starter a day in advance unless, you know, I'm digging out the New York Times. And, you know, I don't know. It, it does a pretty good job. I just think you're lazy. It's I unnecessary. Think, it's I think unnecessary. that's why you get so mad. Like, you get mad at your laziness and, like, you need to be better. No, it doesn't affect hitters that much. No, um, because a hitter's a hitter, but projected starters, it does matter. And Yahoo doesn't it does directly like it tell you who the projected starter. Okay, so anyway, it does. We're yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> you pick somebody up, they're they're on your team right away. 
All right, I heard it here first. That's that's gonna be a thing. Um, what are your strategies like early on in a draft, a full no dynasty draft? Like, what are you doing like the first two or three rounds? Um, well, you're usually don't draft a pitcher because pitching, um, the, a starting pitcher, for example, only goes once every five days, right? So. Back in the day, the most valuable pitcher was always Clayton Kershaw, right? And somebody would always draft him in the first round, and he'd carry your pitching staff, but he's only playing once every five days. So if you had the number two or number three hitter in the league, um, like an Albert Pujols or Mike Trout or whatever, when they're the, you know, one, two hitters, they're a lot more valuable than, than picking up somebody like Kershaw. So my strategy is always to go hitting heavy, first couple rounds second round if um a pitcher is still hanging around that's that is slipping in the drafts if their average draft position is nine but they're still there at like 15 or 16 i might pick them up but i'm never reaching for pitching for sure yeah never about you? i i never reach but i always try to get my number one guy in that first round or two and sometimes i do overpay for it because the last I want, I want that ace that I never have to worry about because pitching, like you can find it. Like you can find decent pitch, pitching, but like you can't find fantastic pitching and it's hard to catch up to fantastic pitching and head to head. Yeah. So I always try to get my one guy early first or second. And then whatever the biggest offensive bat is available next, unless it's Carlos Correa. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, in our league, with the Sabre settings, we don't do anything with wins or quality starts. It's all about innings pitch. So, you know, if you pick up a guy that's a, that's a stereotypical. Like Marquez, leader, Marquez would be good for the Sabre method. Yeah. I mean, somebody that, or you think about DeGrom, somebody that doesn't win a lot of games, right? Yeah. But, yeah. He, he when he's not does. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, that just briefly in that league where, it's only seven innings uh, limit a week. I had the Grom on my team. And so teams that I would play that had just all relievers, I just throw to Grom that week and nobody else. And DeGrom would usually go seven innings, not give up a run and strike out 15 or 16. And then I would actually win those matchups with a starting pitcher. Now, when he got hurt, I couldn't do that anymore. So I fizzled out in the playoffs, unfortunately, but, Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Who I there's so go back to my career. So we'll we'll finish it up here in a second. Um, is there anybody like you just never draft because you just despise them so much? Like I will never have Carlos Correa on my team, even though I think I had him on my team last year. But like I'll never draft Carlos Correa. Yeah, that happened in uh, with Jose Altuve last year. Um, he slipped in drafts because of everybody's negative attitude towards him. He's still valuable, but like I remember for a good four or five rounds, it kept suggesting that I draft him and he's at the top. And I'm just like, get out of my face. We're not <laughs> touching you. We're not doing this today, Mike. No. Ain't oh. doing it. And I have a very hard time like drafting like Dodgers. Just because I don't like the Dodgers. And so then if I have a player on the Dodgers, I have to root for the Dodgers a little bit. And that always pains me a little. Yeah, and think about think about the Giants in the year that they had last year. 
how many games they won and how good they were offensively. Just being a Rockies fan, you know how difficult it is to score runs at in San Francisco. So, right. like, no matter what my logic would tell me, I could not get a, a giant on my team. Even though they had so many relevant fantasy players, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't trust any of them because I know San Francisco on a cold night, like, there's not supposed to be any runs scored, right? Right. It's so, not supposed to happen. So it's it's tough. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's just it's, that's the fun thing about fantasy. Like you're you're emotional. Also, like it makes it fun. Adds a little extra to it. I like I wait. I scour the waiver wire and then go. Oh, no, can't. I'm not taking him. I can't do it. Max Muncy never on the waiver wire, but he's never gonna be on my team. Justin Turner's never been on my team. Just not doing it. Um. All right. Give the people what they want. Who's a dark horse, like, late-round guy that's going to have a big year? If you're not ready, I have one ready that you can think until you think about it. Um, Yeah, please do. So, like, one of the guys that I'm, like, kind of banking on is Jordan Montgomery. I think he's a dark horse, late-round draft pick that would – I don't know what his ADP is, but I know he's not going in the top, like, five, six rounds. But I think he's going to be really good for the Yankees. He's going to be their workhorse. He has a lot of swing and misses, um, comparable to like Dylan C stuff. Well, I actually love C's. C's is like my favorite player not on the Rockies. And yeah. so I think I think Jordan Montgomery is my guy that's just going to kind of like say, "Ooh, fantasy guy." All right. Um, this this isn't so much somebody that's under the radar, but when you have young, exciting talent coming up that haven't gotten any major league at bats you don't know what you're going to get but I always think about a position like catcher where the depth is so bad between the top three guys and everybody else and so I'm really curious and I really want to get Adley Rutschman on my team Rutschman and and just kind of see what happens now um the Giants also have with Buster Posey's retirement they have um that Bart Joe Bart I believe yep um he's going to be doing catching for them and he's been highly touted hitting uh prospect all the way through so guys like that i'm really keeping an eye on because if they break out especially at a position with such little offensive depth you could be set especially if you have you know top 10 top 20 uh ranked guys in other positions like outfield and uh, third base first base in those traditional hitter heavy spots you could make yourself pretty, pretty quick. If you find a good catcher, like deep and just random, them, like can produce, like it's such a big get. It's so, it never happens, but like, I, I got really lucky with Gary Sanchez like in his first few years, having him and like his breakout, I think it was the year I won it. And it's just, I got lucky because Gary Sanchez, like just finding yeah, a just, catcher, you know? Yeah, I just broke out and like you have, did ungodly you, stuff. You have two out there that are, guys and then the rest are like shit there's nobody it's kind of like the tight end position of fantasy football but yeah right but power hitting first baseman and third baseman and corner outfield guys is like dime a dozen right cj crone cj crone cj crone cj freaking crone <laughs> anything else you want to add on the first pod of the, fan- the fantasy pod Let me t- nope we're gonna get it signed up tomorrow get it rolling so watch out for the tweet and let us know if you're interested I'll add your boy.
real quick. Real quick. If you have a good idea for a theme song for this segment, please let us know. Send it, send it your way. Go rocks. Fuck you, James. Woo. Woo. Thank you for tuning in. Find more content at BlakeStreetBanter.com.